you tune in your radio and look out the window over your morning cup of coffee. You scan the clouds, watch for movement in the grass and leaves, a raven shrieks, a deer stands still, you sharply exhale. The signs all point in the same direction. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. You know when you visit places and there's one particular species you notice immediately that seems to define the place? Like in the intertidal zone around here, it's periwinkles. In the north woods, it's spruce trees. In a pond, it's water lilies. Along a river, perhaps a kingfisher. In Florida, pelicans. In the desert southwest, prickly pears. Along the west coast, redwoods. These icons of place are also a matter of scale. On my late grandparents' farm in Aroostook County, I think of highbush cranberries, choke cherries, and a special little stand of birches in a rock pile. And one bird that is on its migratory journey right now always reminds me of a particular treeless island where I once lived, the Northern Harrier. As the boat pulled up to the dock in the cove of the island I was about to spend the summer caretaking about ten years ago, I saw a bird I had surely never noticed before. It was soaring almost like a turkey vulture, with wings in a dihedral or V-shape. But rather than soaring way up high like a turkey vulture on the hunt for carrion, it was soaring low to the ground. That behavior matched with what looked like a wingspan of over three feet were enough to tell me this bird was a northern harrier. But upon closer inspection, the flat, owl-like face and white rump patch sealed the deal. Northern Harriers exhibit a high level of sexual dimorphism, meaning the males and females look really different. The males are light shades of gray, giving them their other name of gray ghost, while the females are dark shades of brown. Despite their disc-shaped faces that help them direct sound to their ears so they can pinpoint prey better, like an owl, Northern Harriers are hawks, so they also rely on having great vision. Soaring close to the ground in places like marshes, meadows, and other mostly treeless places, they primarily hunt small birds and mammals, but also various insects, reptiles, and amphibians. They can also capture larger prey, like ducks, sometimes by drowning them. Northern Harriers have been spending the summer breeding season across most of northern North America, from Alaska to Nova Scotia. Right now, they're migrating to their winter haunts as far south as northern South America. There are year-round populations in the central to western U.S., but many populations are long-distance migrants, which are also considered leapfrog migrants. That means that the harriers that spend the breeding season farthest north tend to winter farther south than those from the more southern parts of their breeding range. As opposed to some migrating birds who migrate in large groups, like broad-winged hawks, harriers migrate alone over a long period of time, hunting along the way. Having the opportunity to live on that treeless island and watch one particular female northern harrier hunt and capture songbirds regularly created an unforgettable search image that has helped me notice these birds in other places. I have seen them while driving through blueberry barrens, paddling through low, wide marshes, and hiking near bogs, and they always remind me of the simple, satisfying life I led while off the grid on an offshore island. So the next time you're outside, you could be especially vigilant in open marshes, meadows, or other treeless places for a low-soaring harrier hunting for food to help fuel its long journey south this fall. Harriers remind us how important open, biodiverse spaces are to help them meet their needs throughout their large range. 
They also remind us that you don't always need to reinvent the wheel to come up with a solution unique to you. Borrow the dihedral wing arrangement of a turkey vulture to help you soar, the flat face of an owl to help you hear better, and the outfit of a very fancy gentleman to help you stand out to your crush. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.